This week's episode of Pod Cemetery is not brought to you by Butterball's Turkey Talk Hotline. They haven't sponsored us or anything, but we just thought, what with the advent of the internet rendering the hotline fairly obsolete and all, why not give them a ring and make them feel wanted again? Butterball's Turkey Talk Hotline. We're ever so lonely. Hello, my name is Chris. My name is Kelsey. And this is Pod Cemetery, where we dissect horror movies like the rotting corpses that they are. It's Thanksgiving week on Pod Cemetery with 1972's Blood Freak and 2008's Thanksgiving. But before we get to the movies, Kelsey, how do we start the show? Horror trivia. Give me what you got. What movie stars professional wrestler Roddy Piper as a drifter who discovers a box of special sunglasses? They live. Very good. Yeah. All right, Kelsey, both my questions this week are going to be Hellraiser themed. Ah, okay. Okay. Can you name the title of the second film? No. <laughs> It is Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. Hellbound. All right. Well, I don't know if I like your chances for the second question I have. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> What's the name of the Clive Barker? It's Hellbound Heart. Is that what it's called? I think so. I think that's it. Oh, God. If it's not it, I'll just take this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelsey, our first movie is 1972's Blood Freak, written and directed by Steve Hawks and Brad Grinter, starring Steve Hawks, Dana Cullivan, Randy Grinter, and Heather Hughes. Apparently, this may be apocryphal, but apparently, Brad Grinter, the writer-director, or one of the writer-directors... Composed the cast of students in his acting class. So that's fun. <laughs> it's kind of, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> what is Blood Freak about? A man develops the head of a turkey after ingesting drugs and then needs to kill people on drugs so he can drink their blood. Sure. <laughs> the movie is free on Amazon Prime. It is $1 to rent and only $3 to buy on Amazon Video if you are not a Prime member. Should people watch Blood Freak? No. Here's the thing. While in the in the middle of the movie, I sent a message to my sort of like high school buddies. I recommended that this Thanksgiving, if they were to do me any favor... <laughs> It would be to just get totally smashed and watch this movie. I did not make such a consideration for the second movie. If just to when we get there, <laughs> that's my caveat. I, it's not a good movie. No, but it is remarkable. <laughs> Several times throughout the movie, I was dying, dying, and I don't. Think I think it's intentionally 
low budget. I think it is intentionally like a C grade film. I don't think it is intentionally bad. <laughs> but it is. I don't remarkable. think it's intentional about anything that it's we, remarkable that I walked away with. <laughs> I was so fascinated. I was <laughs> I was dying laughing. Yes, he was. Every maybe 10 minutes, I was just like, we were laying in bed watching the movie, and I was just like slamming my hand down on the mattress. Just like, oh, oh, oh my God. <laughs> That's what I will say for this movie. It is not good. Warning, warning, warning. It is not a good movie. But maybe watch it <laughs> is my recommendation. Kelsey, why do you say don't watch it? Oh, it's terrible. So you're just down to, it was like torture the whole time? It was entertaining in the fact that it was just like, what the fuck is this movie doing? <laughs> but Just at every turn. I would never watch this again. <laughs> All right. I would. I think <laughs> if I got a bunch of friends over, I would watch it right now. Like, that's, I'm ready to watch this movie again in a very particular setting. Mm. With that in mind, you can take our advice or leave it. But when we get back, we will talk about 1972's Blood Freak. You got me hooked. And you're going to keep me supplied. Got it? If you don't keep me supplied, I'm going to break every bone in your miserable body. See, horrifying addicted monster whose thirst for an addict's blood will lead you to a horror beyond belief. Blood freak. To survive, addicts must die. See, blood freak's horrifying revenge for the woman he loves. Right, Kelsey, how does the movie begin? Get us started. Well, we see what looks like red water bubbling, and I think it's supposed to be blood. Yeah, and it's like loud bubbling. It is. Then we get the writer director giving us a speech. Yes, so like this the is, guy from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, this is Brad Grinter, and whew. I wrote down, there's a host, and yes, <laughs> there is a host. Yes, he will pop up throughout the film. <laughs> and dude is totally reading the script on his desk. Now, this isn't, this isn't the first time you'll see a bad horror movie have a guy just sitting behind a desk talking. Even if they're not necessarily the, the, the narrator of the movie, they might be some sort of expert that's consulted or something like that. Consistently, just old, lazy men behind a desk, reading the script in front of them. <laughs> like, very obviously. It's a bold move to be just like, now I'm going to walk you through the meaning of my art. <laughs> so we get this long speech about change and how changes happen every day. I don't know what that has to do with the story. Well, I mean, Herschel changes? <laughs> I, I, I guess. Well, it's kind of like... Because it's a series of, of things. He's he's on a freeway or a highway or whatever, on a motorcycle, and he pulls over because he sees an attractive girl broken down in her car. That one event changed the course of his life. <laughs> 
And I think that's what Grinter is getting at here. Take, for example, how the things we do and say to the people we meet, all these things affect our lives, influence our destiny. And yet there seems to be some kind of fantastic order to the whole thing. So he is going to give this girl... Right home, but he's on his motorcycle. No, 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 no. That's the thing, is it says, like, there's a lot of um, synopses for this movie that say that he offers her a ride home. No. He just helps her. Her car's broken down, and he gets the car running again. And, and then, then he ends up following her uh-huh. to, I guess, her sister's house. I guess? For some reason. And she tells him, you know, our sis- my sister is crazy. She's got crazy friends. They do drugs and shit, and uh, she... Sure enough, that's what happens when they show up. And she asks him, do you do drugs? And he says, I've never done more than pot. And she says, okay, don't do anything here. This place is like a madhouse. Some of my sister's friends are pretty far out. You sound as if you don't approve of them. Oh, no, it's not that. It's just that uh, a lot of them are heavy into the drug scene. You mean they smoke pot? That too, but I was referring to things worse than pop. I know, tried. I'm glad you haven't. I'd appreciate it if you don't while you're here. Whatever you say. Yeah, I like that because, okay, Angel is her name <laughs> and she is super religious. Very religious. And they talk about the Bible a lot in this first scene. Like yes. a lot. Yes. And I wrote, all this Bible stuff, get out of here, Herschel. <laughs> what are you still doing here? And he's totally humoring everyone. But like, it, he made a promise to Angel in the very beginning that he wouldn't do any drugs, and he came here with her, and that informs how he treats everybody here? Yeah, like, they immediately offer him stuff, and he's like, no thanks. And she goes... Where did you get him? Church? Yeah. Which is hilarious because her sister's super religious. So yes, like, yes, it, it probably. It could definitely be church, yeah. <laughs> and like, they're giving him a hard time and peer pressure and all of that because it's like, it's almost, it's almost like this is reefer madness. Very much so. Yes. Um, But they don't really, it's not really about pot. It's, it's about not. other drugs. It's not. But pot is the... So because that, the only thing he's ever done is smoke weed, he'll he'll, he'll smoke weed, but then they, they trick him and they lace it with something. Yeah, they that, never tell us what they laced it with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that comes a little bit later when he offends these women. So he offends the drug dealer's girlfriend. Because he says, I don't go for girls who act like a tramp. Yeah, she hits on him pretty heavily. And she, I mean... Not just hitting on him, but, like, let's have sex. Yes. And he's like, don't you have a boyfriend? And she's like, so? <laughs> yeah. And Angel's sister, Anne, is also, like, trying to get him to do drugs, and he's not doing it, so she gets upset, too. And everyone's all upset about this square. But he's like a biker, Vietnam vet, we find out. And he's a fairly attractive masculine dude. In the 70s sort of way. <laughs> the sister starts reading from the Bible and somebody says something about like, don't do that. And th this guy goes, whatever turns her on, man. And she says, praise the Lord. And the guy says, whatever she can dig, I can dig. And then somebody else was like, I don't know about that Bible stuff, man. Like, this is the weirdest okay. movie. We should probably talk. I have, I have a, a note here that's just, wow, this movie. 
And then a couple notes later, I have, it's like they went with the first take every time. I wrote, I wrote, they do, <laughs> they're all having trouble remembering their lines. <laughs> and the, the, the audio levels are all out of whack because yeah. they just have the microphone that's on the camera or something. And so the levels are really low for one person, really high for another. If somebody's facing away from the camera, you can barely hear them. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. Yeah. And again, first take every time. Oh, yeah. Like, if they got the words out, cut print. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything you like, I could dig it, okay? My sister, she's a doll. But this Bible stuff is really a drag. I think so. I'm really interested. Anything she can dig, I can dig. Mm. Well, whatever turns you on. Praise the Lord. So the sister has been has also been rebuffed. She goes crying to her drug dealer. Yep. And he's like, well, why don't we get your sister to smoke? That'll loosen everybody up. And she was just like, I don't want to get my sister hooked. And he's like, fine, give this to him. This will hook him immediately. And yeah, then no, it's like six times. And she's like, really? Six times? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> it only takes one. So why is he staying there, Kelsey? Do you remember? He ends up staying. Angel leaves and he stays. And he, and he spends the night there. I do not remember why. Just because he needed a place to stay. And Angel's like, hey... I know you don't do any drugs or whatever, and I don't want you to get mixed up in any of this, but how about you just stay at my sister's place? And so he does until he gets back on his feet. And so he also meets her dad. Her dad gives him a job. Her dad is like a, uh, uh, also a very religious person. I don't know if he's actually a preacher or not, but he also runs a turkey farm. That's what makes this Thanksgiving themed, by the way. Yes. And gives him a job working on the farm. And then we get the host again grinter again and i wrote down i really hope the host keeps coming back like <laughs> even during the horror elements of this movie and don't worry he does yes <laughs> he keeps coming back that he's hanging out with the sister again and she's like do drugs and he's like no and she says i don't know why i bore myself with you you're such a coward and that totally works oh yeah it's like calling marty mcfly chicken mm -hmm. like 100 percent works she says, how can such a big hunk of a man be such a coward? He says, I'm not a coward. And then he takes a hit. It yes. totally worked. What a moron. And then immediately, one hit each, immediately they're just giggling, laughing. Yes. Like they're such fucking lightweights. Yes. <laughs> he does say to her why can't you be more like your sister but they fuck anyway yeah so they have sex because well, now he's done the drugs yeah so now yeah he's high and so he ends up having sex with Anne. and the host comes back in and comments on temptation any man who could refuse such temptations from such a girl as this he would have to be much less a man than Herschel. <laughs> so he goes to work. And, and, he, and he flips out in the middle of the day. 
he ends up going to her and he's like, I need it, I need it. Or, or like he's flipping out and she's like, here, here, here. And he takes one hit and he's good. Yeah. And then he's like, I need to talk to the to your your drug dealer. And he tells him, you got me hooked, so you're going to supply me for free. <laughs> yeah. He So he says, keep me supply. He keeps saying it like that. Not supplied. He just says, sing like. I think he's saying supplied and you can't No, but it. like it's over and over again. He says, you're going to keep me supply. And I'm like, that D is really, really soft. I just, I noticed it several times. I'll keep you supplied. You got me hooked and you're going to keep me supplied. Got it? Now you listen to me. If you don't keep me supplied, I'm going to break every bone in your miserable body. But before this, just real quick, when he's at his first day of work, he meets... These two scientists who work for the dudes. Oh, my God. They are the worst actors of all time. It's so good. They're so terrible. It's so good. So they're scientists that work at this farm, and we don't know what they're working on, but I guess it's a a particular kind of meat, turkey meat. It's an experiment. They're doing something to the They're doing some kind of experiment, and we don't know what it is, and so they, they ask him to participate, and he asks if it's dangerous, and in response to, is it dangerous... One of the guys says, you don't look like you're afraid of anything. And so he agrees. <gasps> they just called Marty McFly chicken again. Yep. And so the next day he's going to come in and bring his appetite, they tell him. And these two scientists are just. They're just so terrible. So amazing. <laughs> what was the line that he did the look for? Oh, I'll get to that. Okay. I'll tweet it. Okay. I will absolutely tweet this. <laughs> There's so many good gifs that you can get out of this movie. I cannot waste all my time doing it. <laughs> So, but there's turkey gobbles the whole time while he's at work. Like whenever he's on the farm, it's just gobbling turkeys. I wrote these turkey gobbles are gonna drive me fucking crazy because <laughs> it's just such a loud sound effect and it's everywhere at all times when he's on the farm. So the next day he shows up. He's yes. brought his appetite and they have an entire turkey waiting for him and he <laughs> eats the entire thing. I wrote they just present him with a whole fucking turkey. Yes. Is he going to eat the whole thing? Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. And then, then what does he do? <laughs> we see him lying on the ground, freaking out. And then I wrote, wait, is he making those turkey noises? Yes, he is. He just passes out in the grass and then he starts twitching yes and then the skinny scientist finds him and it's almost like slapstick yeah this scene where he's just like like it was if it was in a silent film and they had to be so expressive through the face because they couldn't say any words just like his eyes practically bulge out of his head when he finds him like boing <laughs> like it's it's whew. oh my god so they Tell their head scientist what they did. What did they do? I don't know. What, they just but, fucking dumped the body. Oh, that's right. And, he, and he's like, you dumb bastards. <laughs> you dumb bastards. You dumb bastards. And I'm, we're not doing a good job with this guy's no. voice. It's so good. He just says, you dumb bastards. How could you let something like this happen? You didn't think. You dumb bastards. How could you let something like this happen? You dumb bastards. And it's around this moment when the really dumb scientist just kind of looks at the, <laughs> at the camera. It's so good. The acting so in good. this film is something else. And so when he leaves, the scientists are supposed to like do something or they might get in trouble or whatever. It's like 
a minute after that that scene, they talk about whether or not they should just split, just leave, just up and leave. And he strokes his beard mm. on his chin, says, hmm, like, it oh my God. is gold. That scene is so... I, I hate to use the term remarkable so much because it's not that it's good. It's absolutely not. It's so incredible that anyone made this <laughs> not trying to be this bad because in our next movie, it's very obvious that it's trying to be a bad movie, yes. right? This, it doesn't feel that way. It just feels like low budget. Let's get some acting kids together and let's make some a movie, you know, like whatever, <laughs> you know, but it's not like purposefully, hey, this is a comedy scene. No, these guys are just really bad actors mm-hmm. and it makes every scene just superb. More twitching, by the way. We get more twitching on the ground. And then we cut to Anne. She's in bed. Who's been flipping out about where the fuck is Herschel. I, I he know come him home so night. well. He wouldn't have just not come back. <laughs> keep in mind, keep in mind, this is the second night, third night. This yes. would be the third night. Yes. And he didn't come home on night three. And she's like... He wouldn't do this. <laughs> she sits up in her waterbed. Yes. She's in, she has a waterbed. Uh, so Herschel shows up, but we don't get to see him at first. And she says, Herschel? And he, he writes things down because he can no longer talk. Well, but no, she sees his face before that. And she just, she screams and then she passes out. And then we hear him shuffling around off camera. And then he like wakes her up and he shows her all the stuff that he's written down. And he just explains what what happened. And she's like, gosh, Herschel, you sure are ugly. Yeah. And then he makes a gobble noise. Yeah. Gosh, Herschel, you sure are ugly. <laughs> it's like he's hurt. And then she's just like, I feel like I caused all of this. Yeah, you fucking did. Okay, I really want to play this whole segment right here. Because it's her freaking out about, like, what the right thing to do is now. And she's like, we have to get married. And then our kids, oh, my God, what will our kids look like? I guess the pretty girl should stay with the monster she created. And then and then he just gets up after this conversation, turns off the lights, and I guess they fuck? I can't tell. I guess? I could not tell. I got a guilty feeling that I caused all of this. And I'll I'll stick with you. You know I love you. I guess the pretty girl in the scene should stick with the monster she created. What would it be like if you if you stayed like this? If we got married? What kind of life would we have together? If you stay that way, what would the children think of their father looking like that? My God, what would the children look like? What would they think? Would they look like their father? Like, Marshall, what are you doing? Herschel? Oh. Herschel? Herschel? Oh my god. 
anyway, the first the first word the host says after this scene when he pops up is interesting. <laughs> interesting. And granted, it's the first word of a sentence, but it's interesting and then p- a pause. It's like, <gasps> oh my god, yes, interesting is the word for it. <laughs> I kind I wrote down here I kind of just want to make the entire episode just the move the whole movie playing. <laughs> I am dying. <laughs> it's a horrible mask. Oh god. It is, it is so bad. It's, I, I wrote down where's his waddle? It doesn't look anything like a turkey. It has kind of a beak. It's very vague. You can so tell it's just a paper mache. It is paper mache, you're right. That one of my middle school kids could have done. Like, they do paper mache masks. Yep. Like, this, this looks nothing like a turkey. It's so bad. So, now he goes out at night, and he... Kidnaps women. Kidnaps... And, okay, so he just kind of, like, grabs women, and then... So, okay, the first woman he kidnaps is the drug dealer's girlfriend. She leaves... And she's getting into her she's car. Getting into her car. And he just kind of grabs her and picks her up and carries her away. She's silent. Silent. But you can see her legs. Her, just kicking violently. She doesn't scream until he kills her. Yes. And then it's and just. And that scream it's, is the same scream you will hear for the rest of the film. Yes, every woman scream. Over and over and over again, not even trying to match it up with their with no. their mouths at all. <laughs> it's so bad. Like I kept looking at Chris. Like, are are we go- are we gonna keep <laughs> hearing? Like, are we gonna yes. keep listening to this, Absolutely or are we just gonna turn yes. this shit off? Absolutely yes. So now apparently he has a thirst for blood, and it wasn't until after the movie that Kelsey like recognized what the thirst for blood. I, I didn't even think. I wasn't even thinking about it, and then it just occurred to Kelsey. The reason he wants, so all the women that he takes are all women who have just taken drugs. The reason he takes them is because he needs their blood that has the drugs inside of them. Why he doesn't just kill the drug dealer and take the drugs himself, who knows? No, he needs to drink the blood of these drugged out women Mm -hmm. in order to feed his habit. Yep. The next woman, he just, he comes across, he just stumbles across all these drug users, by the way. (gasps) There's this woman injecting heroin, (laughs) and when her boyfriend or whomever sees Herschel, the turkey man, and again, he's just wearing a paper mache mask. There is no suit or anything like that. It's just his head. Mm-hmm. He walks up and the the, the boyfriend or whomever just kind of like, whoa, shit, and silently just like sort of like slinks out of the car. <laughs> and then he grabs this woman and carries her off, strings her up upside down, and he cuts her throat. And again, we got these screams and it's lit just this one time, it's the same scream over and over and and I don't mean over and over through the movie that is the case like Kelsey said I mean we hear the scream like 7 times in, this in a one row one moment yes and evidently Herschel does nothing about it to stop her from screaming he just kind of keeps collecting the blood anyway he just keeps stumbling around on illicit drug use <laughs> meanwhile Anne. Anne has been freaking out this whole time. I still love him. You've known him for four days. Not and even. He, and in that time, he has turned into a turkey. <laughs> I'm so confused.
I wrote down, we only have enough money for one scream, guys. It's <laughs> all we can afford. Oh, man. So again, he's just wandering around, stumbling on a illicit drug use. And every time he drinks the blood, so this mask is so shitty that, like, the mouth doesn't move. Yeah. So he has it slightly open only so that it can look like he is ingesting the blood. But he, so like, cups he, it in his like, cupped hands and he kind of rubs it on his beak. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so terrible. So then he kills the next person and it cuts. It It's like this jump cut from her and he like puts his hand over her mouth this time to stop her screaming. And it cuts straight from there to he's cutting her throat. And then we get the same scream from before twice. So Anne is so distraught. And I don't know if she knows he's killing people, but he's out at night feeding his habit. And so she she talks to two of the guys we met before in the first scene with them at when they're all doing drugs and like, you need to do something about this. You need to find him and you need to stop him. And I guess the theory is just cut off his head. They go to attack him and he ends up cutting off one of the dude's legs. Well, because we should say why I don't think it's that they're attacking him. I think this is when trying to remember. So, Anne is all drugged out and passes out on the bed. That's why I wrote, is she dead? Her yeah. drug dealer owes somebody money. Oh my God, yes. Okay, I forgot about this scene. And offers passed out Anne in lieu of money. Yes. When she wakes up, at first she thinks it's Herschel. So she's into it. She quickly realizes it's not Herschel. Tries to get away and screams, but of course the guy is just like, no, I guess I'll just rape no, he's you just now. he's rape her. But then Herschel, Herschel comes shows in. up. Yes. Okay, so this guy, he he cuts off his leg. Yes, he just cuts off his leg and le- lets him bleed out. Now, this was a real amputee. Yes. That's how they got this shot. So he cuts off his leg and then he, he just kind of drops down as this guy is screaming and holding his leg up and is dripping blood. And he just kind of sits under it and lets the blood fall in his face. Mm-hmm. Because, again, there's nothing to act out that he's drinking the blood or lapping it up or anything. It just kind of falls on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just gets up and leaves while this guy is still screaming until eventually he passes out and dies. I, I gotta say, when he's sad about Anne's death, I was like, oh shit, those turkey sad sounds are really depressing. <laughs> so these other two guys find him and they end up cutting off his head and they we get this jump cut. They're eating a turkey next to his head. No, hold on. Before that, we get a shot of an actual turkey beheading. Oh, that's Like right. a real turkey beheading. And then you get this dead turkey flopping around. And it's like, Jesus, like I get you're going for like... A metaphor. Yeah, it's... And we couldn't cut off the guy's head because we didn't have enough money yes. for it. So we did a th- we did this instead. And yeah, and then they serve up a cooked turkey, which, by the way, doesn't make any sense, but it's okay, and we'll explain why. They serve up a cooked turkey, and then his head is just there. <laughs> and then they all reach in with their hands and tear apart this turkey and eat it. Mm-hmm. And we just get the shot of this being served. We don't see anyone, and they're talking about him. Now, the reason this is okay that it's gone so far off the rails in reality is because this is when the dad who runs the turkey farm finds him lying on the ground, human. Apparently, this was all a drug-fueled fever dream. 
And Herschel immediately tells him his history with drugs and about how, yes, he did. He did. Uh, he was addicted to painkillers when he was in the army. And then he finally kicked the habit and then being addicted again, like being exposed to an addictive substance again, got him hooked again uh, really, really easily. And then the dad says, well, I'll get Angel because they do work together with addicts. They help out addicts. Here, let me help you inside. I'll call Angel. She will know what to do. We've been working together down at the center for addicts. And he's like praying. They have this whole prayer session. He says this line, oh, Lord, my God, help me. Help me once more get out of this hell. Oh, Lord, my God, help me. Help me once more get out of this hell. And then we we get the last shot of the narrator, host, writer, director, Brad Grinter. And we find out that this whole movie was just propaganda for chemical conspiracies. About all the shit that they put in our food and the substances we we ingest and and how it's fucking with our bodies. And that's what this is all actually a metaphor for. The laced pot was apparently a metaphor for the chemicals they put in our food and our water. And he's one of these guys that thinks the fluoride in our water is actually a government conspiracy to control our minds or whatever. <laughs> and then he he's smoking this entire time. And then he starts coughing through this thing. And then the end is he just coughs a lot very deliberately like uh, isn't this ironic get it i'm smoking and i'm telling you about poisoning bodies mm-hmm. <coughs> and that's the end of the movie later on apparently steve hawks would refer to this as quote a sad chapter in his life <laughs> <laughs> the only other lightning round item i have is that apparently this originally got an X rating because of the violence. Wow. It's 1972, man. Wow. This movie. I have tons of notes that I just ignored because I don't understand them, but a lot of them were just about how bad it was. And there was, there's just, there's this long segment where he's just killing off drug ladies. And it's like, uh, but there, there, I will give it this. There oh. are his hysterical moments yes the acting is so bad it's hilarious it made me laugh a lot yes this is my point as bad as it is i i would still recommend it because it's one of those movies that is so bad it's good and legitimately not one of those groan inducing movies where it's like they're trying too hard which we may or may not get to experience in this episode (laughs) (laughs) with that in mind kelsey what do you think the Rotten Tomato score for this movie is? Zero. There is no review score. Uh, there's no Metacritic. There's no cinema score. There is an audience score, though, on Rotten Tomatoes out of 936 reviews. What do you think the audience score is? 39. 47. There you go. Do you think that that is overrated or underrated? It's overrated. By how much? I'm going to give it. A 20, because it made me laugh a lot. Oh, my God. Okay, I need to, like, recalibrate here. We need to make kind of a collective decision here, because I was ready to give this movie a 50. Because it is it is zero quality. Yes. But I enjoyed it so much. I don't understand why. I really, really enjoyed this movie. I'm glad I made you happy, honey, with my Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> Just I, like you loved Home Sweet Home. 
Yes, another Thanksgiving movie. Yeah. It was it's another one of these movies that's just so so bad in just a legitimately bad way that it just removes all pretense and you can just enjoy it. And I But really, I don't really enjoy did. it. I really did. I really, really did. I'm gonna give this movie a 50. I'm gonna do it. Good lord. I know. This is gonna end up in the biggest host differences. Yep. When we do the wrap up <laughs> at the end of the year. I just I mean, yeah. Yeah. Again, while watching it, I recommended it to friends. That's how much of a good time I was having. I would not recommend our next movie. No. But before we get to that, Kelsey, horror trivia. Set in 1630s New England, what 2015 movie involves an English farmer and his family who relocates to a forest which lurks an unknown evil? In which lurks? It does not say in which. The forest doesn't lurk in evil. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this isn't the best quality game right Fix here. your shit. You still haven't said the name of the movie. The Witch. Yes. All right, Kelsey. True or false? Hellraiser's working title was Sadomasochist from Hell. True. False. Damn it. It was Sadomasochist from Beyond the Grave. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> bullshit. It's pretty much bullshit. All right, moving on to our next movie, 2008's Thanksgiving. Written by Jordan Downey and Kevin Stewart with additional dialogue by Bradley Schultz, Anthony Wilson, and Grant Yaffe. Yes, there are five credited writers for this movie. Directed by Jordan Downey, starring Lance Predmore, Natasha Cordova, Lindsay Anderson, Ryan E. Francis, and General Bastard, which apparently is the name of Oscar the Hermit. This is a movie that was shot during college. From the the two main main writers and one of whom is the director, Jordan Downey, writer-director, and Kevin Stewart, writer, while they were in college. And sure, they just wanted to do something. They wanted – it It was going to be fun. They shot it for a f couple grand. And since it's the age of the internet now, they found a way to distribute it. What is this movie about? Uh, during the original Thanksgiving, apparently, the Native Americans called on a turkey to become their evil revenge killer, and so he kills pilgrims, and then every something years- 505 years He's going to come back, and we get to see what happens the day he comes back. Yup. It is free. On Prime and Vudu, it is free with commercials on Popcorn Flicks and Tubi TV. It is $4 to rent on iTunes or $13 to buy. Should people watch Thanksgiving? No. No! This movie's awful. It is awful! It is awful in a very deliberate way. Whereas Blood Freak wasn't trying to be bad, it was just like, hey, let's make a movie with some acting kids. And they just, maybe they had a good time, maybe they didn't. Evidently the main character didn't. And it just ended up being bad and whatever. This is deliberately bad in a way that wraps it back around again to make it bad again. Like, that's my my biggest problem with this. It, it 
it overshoots the target. I don't like movies that try to be bad. I don't, I did not enjoy My Name is Bruce. I did not enjoy the Christmas one we watched last year, Santa Slay. Like, I just don't. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of those. The good news is it's a merciful one hour and six minutes. But I'm not like that. You're right. Those movies, I'm not like, when they try to be bad and they try to be crude and it just seems to be a bunch of like porn producers that make a movie, not a huge fan. But like, you can be deliberately bad and still be good. Like I was showing you the other day, Cannibal the Musical is a terrible movie and intentionally so. Like they do things that are just obviously bad. But it is absolutely hilarious because there is skill there. There is real humor, like talented comedians that are that are making this movie. And and you can't just be some dudes in a college who think saying nice tits bitch is a good joke and think that your purposefully bad movie is going to be entertaining. Cause it's not. Your humor is not entertaining to me. I'm sorry if that sounds pretentious or whatever. It would be very good for the people that made it, I guess. And if you're their friends, sure. And if you're high school age or college age, maybe. But I just can't do that anymore. (laughs) You can take our advice or leave it. But when we get back, we will talk about 2008's. Thanks, Killing. So, guys, I was thinking, you know, since it's Thanksgiving and all that, we should go around and say what we're thankful for. I'm thankful that your mom has the juiciest in town. Back in the 1500s, in the settlement of Kralberg, an old Indian by the name of Feathercloud was dishonored by a pilgrim. Feathercloud necromanced a turkey. A turkey that would stop at nothing to get what we want to kill. Everything's gonna be okay. You don't believe me, do you? I do believe you. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. This little baby bunny got its stomach not open by a beak. Not just any beak. A turkey beak. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. There's no such thing as an evil turkey. Oh, wait, I lied. You just got Alright, Kelsey, get us started. How does Thanksgiving begin? Moments after the original Thanksgiving. It says the year is 1621. The olden days. Mm-hmm. A woman who is for some reason topless. Okay, so the very first shot after the opening titles is of a nipple. And that's how you know it's art. One of the movie covers for this movie says, warning with three exclamation points, boobs in the first second. So it's like a selling point. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I assume she is a porn star. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So she's got very large breasts and she's running and we see 
our first vision of the turkey, and he will say, Nice tits, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> nice tits, bitch. That's how the movie starts. And that's the kind of humor that we're working with. It is, it is very much a low-rent Santa sleigh, but for Thanksgiving. Yes. But I think I liked Santa sleigh more. And I, I'm not entirely sure why. I think it was more inventive and the kills were more creative. I guess. And the acting was a little bit better. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> more money to do better shots. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I wrote, you mentioned that the that the woman is a porn star, or potentially, and I think she is, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but one of my first notes here is, this is filmed like a porn, but without the sex. Like one of those porns with the storyline where they're all just adult actors and actresses, so they're not actually good actors or actresses, <laughs> and the writing is really bad, and because that's not the point. But with this movie, it is the point. Like, there is no sex, or at least not porn sex. So you don't get any of the good stuff. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Cut to our main group. And it is the exact typical group going on a trip for Thanksgiving. We've got the nerd. We've got the slob. We've got the virgin. We've got the slut. And we've got the jock. Yep. There must be at least five. The whore. The athlete. The scholar, the fool, leaving the last, the virgin. Me. Virgin, we work with what we have. All very much on purpose. The nerd is friends with the slob, and the slob is like, oh, he's a little weird, but you get used to it. Inexplicably, by the way, they're friends. Yeah. There's no explanation for why they're friends. None. Just so that they can get all the main typical I guess they were kids characters. together? I, it doesn't explain. Yeah, anyway. So they're going out. I don't even, they're, are they going to somebody's house? I don't even know where they're supposed to be going. Yeah, see, that's the thing, is they're, they're going on a road trip, but then they're all going back to their own homes? So maybe they all live in the same area? Maybe? I don't know, it's not really explained. And so the nerd is like, I think we should go around and say what we're thankful for. And the virgin is the first one, and she's like, well, I'm glad that we're all in good health. And somebody else says, spending time with family is most important. And I wrote that it's nice that the movie is at least extremely self-aware. It is. It does have that going for it. It knows it's bad, and it's doing it on purpose. Yes. At, at the very least, it has that. Like, you were, you're never wondering, like, oh my god, did they think this would be good? No. You, you know that they intentionally made it this way. But that doesn't make it entertaining, I think, is the problem here. Yeah. So the nerd proclaims that he's going to have sex with someone in the van. I'm going to go buck wild on this trip. I'm going to go skinny dipping without any clothes on. I'm going to ghost ride the whip, man. Woo! <laughs> I'm going to have sex with someone in this car. Yeah, for once, you know, it's not going to be just me by myself. <laughs> I'm going to be the one doing the sexing. <laughs> yeah. 
to one of you. Chris was determined that this meant that he was probably going to end up having sex with one of the guys. No, it never comes to fruition. Never does. That's when the virgin basically tells everyone, I'm a prude and I don't have sex, like on purpose, again. Uh, That's probably how we're going to refer to them for most of this, is by their stereotype. So the slut says something about, like, I've only, there's only one man in my life, and that's the jock, and everybody in the car is just like, no, you're kind of a whore. And it's really, really weird, because the movie kind of sets up that they're dating, but they're not. Like, I don't know, it, I can't it, tell. Whatever. Then we see a dog peeing on a gravesite. Yeah, Flashy, who is Oscar's dog. Oscar is this hermit who lives out in the woods. Yes. Uh, the dog Flashy... Well, he pees on what is obviously a brand new and tiny totem pole for some reason. I mean, I guess because it's supposed to be Native American related. Mm-hmm. And when he pees on it, this is what summons Turkey. Just By like- the way, doesn't have a name. But after the fact, they gave him the name Turkey, T-U-R-K-I-E. The dog peeing that brings this turkey back to life is extremely similar to, I think it's four... Of the Freddy series when Freddy gets brought back to life by a dog peeing fire. It also brings back memories of whatever Jason movie it is that lightning brings him back to life. It's very similar. And so then we see this odd scene with the virgin's father who sits down to eat a pie, I think. And he's like, this tastes like shit. The coffee. Oh, is it coffee? It's coffee tastes like shit, yeah. This tastes like shit. Did you take a shit in it? And then she picks up the coffee pot, shows him, yes, I did. I want a fucking divorce. And she leaves. And, and then, then she- when he's on the phone with, with his daughter later, he's like, well, your stepmother left me. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, and he asks her, like, will you come to the ball with me tonight? But, like, that doesn't come into play. No. I, I guess it's a, is it a a policeman's ball? No, I mean because he. I think so. But but it's it's a costume ball because he dresses up as a turkey later on when he's waiting for her. So maybe it's a Thanksgiving ball. I guess so. I, yeah, a lot of I guess so's. So the car breaks down and they decide let's just camp here. Let's just party here tonight. They all sit around a fire and the nerd brings up the story of the turkey. And he explains that it was probably right around here where a turkey was necromanced by a Native American to kill the first people that he comes in contact with. But then also later it's brought up that, like, the sl- well, in this moment, they say that maybe the sl- one of the slob's ancestors was one of those pilgrims. Yeah, but that and, doesn't go anywhere either. And, like, there's this idea kind of that maybe he has to be killed because he's a descendant. But then they don't bring that up again. Nope. So there's a lot of opportunities for the movie to be clever that it just doesn't capitalize on. Yeah. Meanwhile, Oscar is looking for the turkey that killed his dog. I'll get you, turkey. Damn you. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently he knows about this as well. He's totally unfazed by it. He sees the turkey and he spends his whole time looking for it. Yeah, totally unfazed by the fact that there is a killer turkey on the loose. The turkey kills somebody and says, shut the fuck up, stupid bitch. I don't remember that at all. I, I think we we I think we passed up the hitchhiking scene. He he gets to the street. The turkey gets to the street and goes hitchhiking, and a car pulls over, and it's a dude. I just remembered what shut the fuck up, stupid bitches. He doesn't actually kill anybody, but he finds the virgin. 
Oh, right, while they're camping, yes. And he gets stuck somehow, and she's just screaming, and he's like, shut the fuck up, stupid bitch, and he can't get to her. And then... Like, he is this close to being funny. And... Like, it's all, like, just, it. it's just not there, and it falls flat every time he says something. So, Oscar, the old hermit, ends up saving her, and so she brings him to the group, and she's just like, he just... He saved me. I think the nerd is like, I told you so. I told you the turkey was real. I think it's the slut that says, you're a freak, but I believe you. Yeah, uh-huh. Is she talking to him or she she's talking to... That's the next morning because dude wakes up with Oscar and his shotgun in his face, the slob. Oh. And then he's like, yeah, you're lucky I saved you. I, I scared off the turkey. He was sitting on top of you. Look, you have turkey droppings on you. And it's just obviously some sausage... That's cut up. And so now the slob believes or something. It's somewhere. It, fuck. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> a guy driving a truck pulls over to pick up the turkey who is apparently hitchhiking. hitchhiking yep. And like we're just apparently this guy is just totally OK with the being a talking turkey. And he says to him when he opens the door, ask gas or grass. Uh huh. And the turkey says, well, I haven't got any gas. So I guess ass. And so the guy is getting ready to fuck a turkey in the in the in, butt. In the butt. He's like, oh, man, look at that little butthole or whatever. And it's like, really? This is what the movie's doing? And the turkey ends up shooting the guy. And then... How dare you? And then can suddenly drive the car. Yeah, okay. So now the turkey's driving this car. But he is, he is imprinted on these humans. So these are his specific targets. And so he wants to kill them. And if he happens to kill people along the way... Then so be it. At this point, so, or at least somewhere around this point, Kelsey asks me how much longer the movie is. It's been 26 minutes. <laughs> there are 40 minutes left. <laughs> She's like, oh, God, how much longer is this movie? So they all go back to their own homes. And we see the jock where he has a falling out with his dad because he got injured and he got moved to second string quarterback. And now his dad won't talk to him. So he lies to his dad and says, no, I'm first string quarterback again. And now the dad's proud of him and we'll talk to him again. And just in this moment where they're having this father-son bonding time, Turkey comes out and kills his dad. And he runs inside to tell his mom. And then the turkey kills his mom. And then the jock escapes. So now his family's dead. Of course, he's, like, most upset, like, no more pumpkin pie or cranberry sauce. That fucking turkey. Like, yes. He ruined my Thanksgiving. Then the turkey goes to the slut's house, and she's having sex. And so while she's having sex, he kills the dude that is having sex with her. And so they're having sex doggy style, so she doesn't know this happens. And then the turkey gets up behind her and rapes her. Yeah. And then when he's done and she turns around and notices, he says, you just got stuffed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah. And yeah. then he kills her. Yeah. So the jock finds the rest of them and they go to her house first and they find her dead and they also find a mashed potato and gravy flavored condom. So they know that the turkey did it. That's how they figure that out. I like don't they, remember that. Oh uh, No, it's just one of those bad jokes. Right. Thinking they're being irreverent and stupid. And they are being stupid, but 
It's not funny. It's not <laughs> clever. That's the problem. Be stupid, but make it clever stupid. There is a small funny line here. I think it's the nerd, maybe, who says, like, well, I guess there's nothing else we can do. And it's the virgin who's like, we haven't done anything. Like, <laughs> we haven't done anything to stop this turkey. And he's yeah. like, oh, I guess you're right. There's an there's an ongoing joke where the virgin says about the slut. Something uh, about John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, her her legs are harder to close than the Jean Benet Ramsey case. She makes that joke twice. Twice, and nobody acts like she has made it more than once. Everybody thinks it's hilarious both times. And so now when they find the girl dead, the nerd says at least her legs were harder to close than Jean Benet Ramsey's legs. Oh, classy. Now we have a joke about the sexual promiscuity of a murdered young girl. Awesome. But they do make him feel stupid for making that yeah. joke. They're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Meanwhile, they're, <laughs> they're, probably the best part of the movie right here. So then they're like, well, then what, what should we do? And they're like, well, we should get some, we should do some research. And they're like, well, where do we, where do we go for that? And they're like, well, fuck Billy. We go to the library. <laughs> it's like, the library's not open at midnight or whatever it is. And so they decide to go to the virgin's dad's house because he has a lot of books. And there's yeah. bound to be something about killing a possessed turkey in there. And Meanwhile. This, while they're gone, the turkey shows up at the house. Yep. And her dad. Says, I'm looking for Kelsey. Yes. Uh -huh. And then he says, you mean Kristen? And he says, yeah. Yeah, we're old friends. And the dad is unfazed because he's dressed up like a turkey for this ball. And I guess he thinks this other kid is also in a Thanksgiving costume. I guess. And so that's why he looks like turkey. And they're like sitting at the dinner table, just like having a chat. And at one point, Turkey's like, mm, I'm not going to lie. This is pretty damn awkward. I'm going to go. <laughs> that, like, that's funny. Yes. I, I enjoyed that. Well, I'm not going to lie. This is pretty damn awkward, Sheriff. Uh, I'm going to take off now. And then the, the dad says something that pisses the turkey off. He's going to leave without killing oh, the dad. No. And he's like, I think y'all been treated wrong. And like the turkey keeps telling him, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And he keeps not doing it. Yeah. And so the turkey ends up killing him. And then what does the turkey do? He cuts off his face and wears it as a mask. So when everyone shows up and he answers the door as a turkey with her dad's face on as a mask, nobody notices. Yep. She even has to kneel down to get face to face with him. And it's kind. this is kind of funny. Yes. This is where the movie really shines. And it should have been more of stuff like this if it was going to be stupid humor. At one point, she asks him something and he gets the answer wrong. And she laughs and she goes, oh, dad, you and your rapidly fading memories. <laughs> right? Funny. Funny stuff. And so he just lets them go. He doesn't kill them right now. He lets them go do this research with all these books. And there's this montage. And then we find out after the montage is over that they barely started. It's been like three minutes. Yeah. Uh -huh. But they do find a book. That on has this information. But the, the end of it where the, it would tell them how to do it is, is written in, like, in a mathematical yes. code. And so the nerd has to figure it out. The slob gets bored and upset. So he leaves and he catches the the turkey dragging away the virgin's dad's body. And so he gets, oh my God, the turkey's here. And he runs and he escapes. And now he's just walking home <laughs> and he comes across what appears to be, like he's so hungry. He comes across what appears to be like a mirage turkey. So it's animated. 
and he picks it up and he shoves it whole into his mouth and it's a really bad animation <laughs> and then it bursts out his stomach and turns out it's turkey. He just ate turkey whole. Yeah. And how this happened, we don't know. It's not good. It's ridiculous and it's so dumb. And so when they go looking for the slob, they find him dead and then the nerd has this whole you know, tragic sort of, no, he was my best friend sort of moment. And then we get this like flashback of them being friends and there's music and then they're dancing and this approached humorous. Yes. But again, didn't quite get there. And then what happens? The hermit shows up. General Bastard shows up. (laughs) I'm glad that you remembered that that was his name. He ends up killing the turkey and he's like, not this time, asshole. And the turkey's like, oh, fuck. And then he gets shot. And somebody says, nice shot, Oscar. And he's like, well, it was pretty much point blank range. But thank you. (laughs) Nice shot, Hermit. Thank you there, pretty lady. It was pretty much point blank range. (laughs) Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's it's at this point or before this point where they find out how you have to kill it. You got to find its teepee. And then you have to destroy its totem. And then you have to kill it. By setting it on fire, so they all think that they've they did everything else, and uh-huh. then he sh- and then Oscar shot the turkey, uh-huh. and so it seemed like oh, I guess we didn't have to actually burn him alive, and it was like no, you did because the movie's not over. Right, they sit down on the couch to watch Night of the Living Dead, and the jock and the virgin decide to hook up. So the nerd's like, I guess I'll just. Go. Right. They had this moment where he's like, he's dead unless he fell in some radioactive waste. But what are the odds of that happening? And then the virgin says, don't be silly. That only happens in movies. Again, so close to being clever. (laughs) But it's just they do the obvious joke and then they don't expand on that at all. So the turkey comes out, comes alive, takes the tongue out of the nerd's mouth. And then it says something like, do I smell a sequel, biatch? And then it says there will be a sequel. No, wait, you skipped, you skipped, the jock dies too. Oh, he does? Oh, okay. Yeah. He kills the jock too after they're done having sex. And they had this whole metaphor about how life isn't a football game. Mm -hmm. And so when the jock's dying, he's like, I wish I could call a timeout right now. And he dies And she's trying to kill him, and she has a baseball bat, and she just, like, golf swings him into this burning pyre that just happens to be in her backyard (laughs) for for no discernible reason. And then the hermit goes up and just congratulates her Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Well done, gal. Yeah. I know. (laughs) And then, yes, he comes out and he says, do I smell, smell a sequel? And the title card says, to be continued in space. Obviously, that's just a joke. Yeah. There is a sequel. I know. It's called Thanks Killing 3. And it was released three years later. The joke of they, there just is no Thanks Killing 2. And that's Thanks Killing. Yes. I don't have any other. Th- I, there is a line that says, prepare to be dead, I guess, that somebody says at some point, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, there's a couple of lines that I could not remember where they came from, like, blah, blah, fucking blah. I think the turkey says at one point, I did like that when the jock came home, he was really upset because his dad wouldn't talk to him. And he's like, he won't even talk to me. And the mom's trying to tell him he'll get over it. And he's like, it's been two whole weeks. (laughs) 
I did like that. They're just, yeah, some some funny lines here and there, some bright, shining moments, but overall, it's lazy. It is. Like, it's it's not even aspirational, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, hey, let's just make a fun movie by ourselves. Like, we have no budget. We're just some dudes in college. Let's just make a fun movie. It's like they're not even trying. Yeah. Because there's the excuse of, oh, it's supposed to be a bad movie. Right. Yeah, okay, there are those things where they're supposed to be bad movies, but you can still put some effort into it to make it funny bad or good bad. Yeah. And this is neither of those things. Yeah. But, like, I ain't mad. No. I mean, it's certainly no lifeblood, which is unintentionally just awful. Exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, because it's so self-aware, it's hard to keep any of this against it. Because it did it on purpose, and maybe it didn't work for me. Maybe I thought it was stupid, but I'm sure there's other people that think it's hilarious. But again, there are plenty of stupid, low-budget, intentionally bad movies that you can watch that are actually clever and good. Mm-hmm. And this just isn't. Right. It's just a little lazy. Yes. So what do you think it got on Rotten Tomatoes? It has no critic score. No Metacritic, no cinema score. I imagine that the people who watched this did it because they wanted to see something 1, like this. 1,282. I wanted to see something like this, and I didn't really like it. I'm going to guess it has a 46. A 42? There you go. Wow. Wow, good guess. Yeah. But what would you give it? I'll give it the same I gave the other one. I'll give it a 20. 20, yeah. Because <laughs> there were some lines that definitely did make me laugh, but not a lot. I was. That's exactly the same score I was going to give it, was a 20. Again, the fact that it knew what it was doing, it never once deviated from that, it never once tried to be serious Nothing in any way. Nothing surprising or clever. But I appreciate that it was, that it knew. So yeah. that's why it's getting the 20. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, Blood Freak was just infinitely more entertaining. And this was just like, like I said earlier, you're like, how much longer is this movie? Oh, we're only a little over a third of the way through it. <laughs> and we're already like, oh God, counting the the minutes. But the movie's only like an hour long. Yeah. Like that's not a good sign. No. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I feel like we've said our piece about it. Yeah. <laughs> and that is 2009's Thanksgiving. And that ends this Thanksgiving week. But Kelsey, you teased people last week that said that don't worry, we're going to actually watch some good movies or we're going to have a good week the next week. What are we watching next week? We are going to be watching Alien and Prometheus. Fuck yes. I am not as hard on Prometheus as a lot of other people are. I went and saw it with uh, my old roommate at the time, and afterwards we just sat in the car and talked about it for an hour, about what we thought it meant, what we thought it was trying to say. And yes, it is not a good Alien movie, but it's not as bad as everyone says it is. That's Prometheus. Alien? One of my top ten movies, period. So I am super excited about Alien. Unlike Kelsey, it is my favorite Alien movie. Whereas Kelsey's is Aliens, which is not unheard of. Aliens is a great movie. Got I just, a hard on for James Cameron. Yeah, I, I just like Alien more because I like the, the claustrophobia. I like that it's more like a slasher movie than it is an action movie. The Alien series is somewhat like Terminator series for me. Oh, where it fluctuates wildly in quality and there are good things to like about... Oh, no? yes, but that's not what I meant. 
I meant that growing up, I watched the second one okay, of yeah. both series way more. I knew the original and I'd seen the original, but like when I think back to when I was a kid, I was all about T2 and Aliens. But that's because that's what I watched the most. I think T2 is better than Aliens. I think I think Terminator and T2 are closer in quality than Alien and Aliens, but that's not saying much. Well, Aliens has a famous line and Alien doesn't. Game over, man. Is that the one you were thinking of? No. <laughs> Get away from her, you bitch. Oh, yeah, there's that too. Yeah. Um, there are more complex el- elements in Aliens. Introduces more lore and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But Alien is just, it's it's quiet, it's intimate, it takes its time, and it trusts in its audience to enjoy it. And I do. And I think if you've listened to the show you know my feelings on movies that are patient. And this is one of those. So I'm super excited about that. And that is next week. Until then, you can always reach us at podcemetery.com, which is our website where you can view all of our episodes. You can get a list of every movie we've ever reviewed in case you're looking for something to watch or to go through our back catalog. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcatcher of choice and rate and review. A five-star written review is an enormous help, so please do that if you haven't already. For those of you that have, we see you. Thank you very much. Don't forget to share us with your friends because that's also a great way to do it, word of mouth. And thank you all very much for listening in the GD first place. We love each and every one of you. Until next week, I've been Chris. I've been Kelsey. And this has been Pod Cemetery. But before we go, Kelsey, any last words? I'm going to drink your blood like cranberry sauce. Now you've gone and left me. You were my, you were my friend. My friend. You got killed by a turkey. Who's not, who's not my friend. my friend. Oh, Billy, Billy, Billy. friends forever and now you're dead best friend dead best friend Billy why did you have to leave me Billy why did you have to leave me my best friend Billy best friend Billy let's do the fucking thing I think I've mentioned this before. This is just the little pedantic grammar file element of me that's I've been hearing a lot over the past couple years. Everyone fix your shit. They try to avoid ending a sentence in a preposition, which you don't have to do. And how you do that is by taking the preposition and adding which and putting it before the phrase. So it's the forest instead of the forest. What's the what's the sentence? His family who relocates to a forest which lurks an unknown evil. Which would be the forest that an unknown evil lurks in, right? And so and to avoid that, they say the forest in which is the correction. The forest in which an, uh, an unknown evil lurks. But people are are over correcting or they're only half correcting. They do the thing where they, where they take the preposition and then they add, which, and then they leave the preposition at the end still. So it's like the forest in which an unknown evil lurks in.
so fucking often in general conversation, in videos I watch online, in in things I read, like it's everywhere. All of a sudden people decided this was a thing we needed to correct, which it isn't, by the way. It's okay to end a sentence in a preposition. Everyone knows what the fuck you're talking about. Just certain constructions don't necessarily work, but they they fix it and then they still add the preposition at the end. <laughs> We're making ourselves dumber, people. Anyway, that's going to go after the ending of the episode. I'm not going to put it in the middle of the episode.